Hello and welcome to Movie Go Round, a film discussion podcast that rotates between different themes every week on a five-week schedule. This week's theme is New to Two. All right, everybody. My name is Brett Stewart. Thank you for joining us. And joining me are my two wonderful co-hosts, David Luzader. How are you doing this fine evening? Uh, I'm doing fine. Got a little over my head in baking. That is just the story of my life recently. But, you know, it's a good cover because I have to protect this world, but I can't reveal my identity. Oh, no, I just did it on a podcast. Zordon, I'm sorry. You know what? Your baking is looking impressive via the Facebook photos I have seen of that chocolate cake. Yes, that cake was rather involved and complicated and nearly killed me, but it was fun. Good, good. Very good. And joining us as well, Nicole Davis, how are you? I'm quite well, Brett, and hopefully I am sounding better than ever. I invested a little of my tax refund in some new podcast equipment, a bit of an upgrade from the previous model. So we shall see uh, what the result is. Right on. Very good. As I was telling Nicole in the pre-show, she's using the same microphone that Bono and Michael Jackson have a pension for. So think of them uh, this week. But joining us, uh, we're uh, joining us are the Power Rangers. Um, They're not on the line. We watch them because this was a new to two this week, which means that one of the co-hosts gets to pick a film that the other co-hosts have never seen before. It is naturally then new to two of us. This film was new to both myself and Nicole. This was 2017's Power Rangers. Yes. Uh, David, you picked this. Why? <laughs> because <laughs> because I knew that both of you would feel tortured by it, partially. Um, also because I d- have a love for the Power Rangers going back way in my childhood. Um, and that I also... Uh, I think that this movie, while not amazing has some solid moments that i think we'll we'll get to i expected you guys to like kind of roll your eyes but walk away feeling that you didn't hate this as much as you thought you would and i guess we'll see if that uh that pays off well i can tell you david that i i definitely rolled my eyes this was a movie that um someone asked me last year if i wanted to go see it with them and i said no (laughs) No, sure don't. Thanks, though. And, um, you know, I'm I'm a little older than the generation that enjoyed the Power Rangers on TV. And so I was rolling my eyes pretty hard and I was bracing myself and I put on this two hour plus movie of the Power Rangers. And I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Good, very good. Uh, I I didn't hate it, but I, I'm 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 teetering into that territory at times in this movie. Uh, I'm actually probably younger than the generation that grew up with the Power Rangers, and I'm smack dab in, in it. Sweet spot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I know nothing about the Power Rangers. Well, at least at least the, the, the Mighty Morphin the Power shows. Rangers, which this is based on, is prime in I, my generation. Oh, I haven't seen anything related to the Power Rangers. In fact, the Power Rangers like. To be entirely blunt, and, I, and I'm and i sure this is just naivete of me not understanding them, what is cool about them? Just as like a whole, like why are they cool? Uh, I they're mean, teenagers with powers to save yeah, the whole planet. Well, that's like Spider-Man and stuff. I mean, when you're a little well, kid, why is Spider-Man cool? Yeah, because he's got webs and, and they've got stuff. they've got giant robots. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's no, I mean, when you're a kid, when you're a kid, this is this is action. It's it's bright costumes. 
it is what is appealing about uh about superheroes as nicole said i mean they are superheroes and that's ramped up a lot more in the original japanese versions of these shows the super sentai stuff uh yeah they're just i mean when you're a little kid there's so much fun and there are adults who are like way into it um but i fell off pretty far or pretty soon after the mighty Morphin power rangers ended well, as we begin to talk about 2017's Power Rangers, I don't want to jump too far down the rabbit hole because I do want to let our listeners know what it is about. Of course, we're going to spoil the film, but you should check it out. It's on Amazon Prime, so there's really no reason not and to. Hulu. And Hulu. Ordinary, and Hulu, apparently. Five ordinary teens chosen by destiny must become something extraordinary when they learn that their small town of Angel Grove and the world is on the verge of being obliterated by an alien threat. Only these heroes can save the planet, but to do so, they will have to overcome their real-life issues to become the Power Rangers. And yes, this is um, kind of breakfast clubby in the sense that you have, like, every trope in there, and they're all their own little trope. And there's, I mean, it's kind of... Can we talk about... I love Billy. Billy's my favorite character. Can we just talk about Billy for a bit? Billy is so great. Yeah. Isn't it kind of great that there is a character with a disability that is a superhero and is really fun and cool. Yeah, so there's there's two really awesome things about this movie in that sense. One being the um yeah, that there's a, a superhero, a main character with autism. And I would say like one of the main like two characters of this movie. But also this is the first movie superhero movie to have a queer superhero. And it, it comes up just very quick, very briefly but yeah you would (laughs) blink and you miss it but that's also something great about it it's not her defining feature it is just something about her that they kind of touch on and then it's like all right but who the character that she is you know who she is as a person is not her sexuality it is just her as a person yes and i'm i'm glad that they're including it but i'm seriously they are so obtuse about it that you you could miss it. But at that age, Easily. though, at that age, at like the early teenage age where like she's very obviously not super comfortable with it and with her family, especially like with these, you know, with these people that she doesn't know all that well, is she going to be like, and here's who I am? Right. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's just like the they, you know, Zach asks her if she's having boyfriend troubles and she rolls her eyes, says, sure, boyfriend troubles. And then she says, girlfriend troubles. And she doesn't say anything. She doesn't change expression. She doesn't keep staring at him. She doesn't, you know, there's no clue whether he's right or not given, except that she doesn't answer him. I mean, I would say well, that the silence is, though, because speaks she go, kind of She then volumes. goes in to talk about, you know, my parents want me to dress a different way. And like that alludes to her, maybe not dressing as like, feminine as they would like her to i don't know like i mean there there, there are some very subtle hints in what follows i think i would have liked it to have been slightly less subtle i don't think you have to be you know rah-rah wave the rainbow flag and (laughs) yell about frenching your girlfriend but power ranger not (laughs) power rangers I would like it to be a little more clear. You know, if part of this audience is kids, some you've got to be a little a little more dinked. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I, 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 can, I can see what you're saying. And on the flip side of that, though... And I mean, I want I think- it to be more... You know, I want 
queer kids to be able to easily identify with her rather than try to guess that they're getting the code correct though i mean i don't know i don't think either of us are queer teenage girls i don't know how much we can speak to to whether or not she is relatable i'm not a teenager but uh i am bisexual (gasps) coming out on air (laughs) but um well I know. So, I totally hear what you're saying, Nicole. I yeah, no, I, 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 I do I get what you're saying. I do understand. Like, I'm yeah. with you. And I also think that there's, to an extent, um, there's a way that a lot of characters who are gay are approached poorly, which is they make it their defining feature. And I think that's very yeah. important that David did mention that as well. Because, like, yeah. for example, in the last season of Doctor Who, there was a campaign. There was a uh, a companion named Bill. Uh, Bill was a gay woman, and they kind of made that her defining feature like every five yeah. minutes she had to remind the audience she was gay because bbc is inclusive and <laughs> that really rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way uh they felt that her character was too focused on her sexuality and she should just be able to like be gay and be played the same way as if she was straight because it doesn't make her any different and i right. think that that almost stepped over that line with doctor who a little bit and i could see how you know they probably wanted to walk that carefully in Power Rangers, and maybe they are a little bit too guised with it. I think Nicole brings up a really good point. Yeah. Um, but and there's also a moment in this movie where I had the face palm a little bit because they they want to slap you in the face with the fact that they're inclusive, and they're like, mm. "Oh my God, so many different Power Rangers, different ages, different, different sizes, different, different colors." colors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I liked that line. I thought that was funny. Doing, we're like, we're, why are you here? Well, I, I just love that they're like they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kind of like point out that like, yeah, we know what we're doing, and, th- and that's also that's also a staple of um, of Power Rangers as well, and especially in like the '90s. This was a time where the group here looked very much like the group on a lot of kids shows where it's like, you have the Asian girl, you have the black guy. Um, yep. Which, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Which were like the original power ranger. Com- so that has always been a thing. Um, one, right. one, one thing that I do, and I, I don't want to make this my Warcraft move episode right. where I'm sitting here explaining the lore of Power Rangers because I don't really know it that well. <laughs> but I do want to say that I, one thing I like that this movie improves upon from the show, um, aside from, you know, the special effects, is that in the, in the TV show, you have Zordon going like, give me five teenagers with attitude. And they get like the five Power Rangers. And they're like, there are these kids that do well in school. They like teach, um, you know, karate classes. They like stand up to bullies. It's like, those aren't the kids with attitude. Like, I like that, <laughs> that these kids, you know, these kids all have some level of damage or they have stuff that they're, they're working with. They're troublemakers in some way. Mm-hmm. And just to me, that was a, that was appealing. That, that is, that's more interesting than here are five white bread teenagers being superheroes because that's like that's not interesting right. i uh you mentioned the special effects being good and i gotta contend with that a little bit first At the of all, end of this movie i said i am watching better than the giant 90s. golden mammoth thing like trounced through the streets and then like elizabeth banks being held up by it which is the most like painfully obvious green screenshot i've seen in a decade 
and I, it it was a little. Uh, I said better. I, I, I said better that, than the nineties, for the record. Uh, <laughs> I just don't oh, the think 90s that the final terrible. the final battle in this movie to me looked like a worse version of Transformers. One <laughs> one one thing that you know in the design in this movie of the the suits and the Zords. I remember the feeling like everybody kind of had when we first saw it was like, they got so close. They almost (laughs) got there, but they just went a little too far. Like if they had backed off just a little, I think things would have looked a lot better, but yeah, things end up looking a little, especially when we get into the giant robot versus the giant gold thing. Uh, Not the best designs. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little plasticky. It didn't look too good, but to this movie's credit, I think there is a lot of stuff that, does look really cool like i think the whole i was really engrossed by the first half of this movie and i think nicole said something to that effect in art slack that she was more interested in the first half than the latter half uh yeah i was, was so like the first two thirds i was yeah, i was, I was so with interested it. to learn about these kids yeah and to yeah. learn about them like jumping making these crazy homicidal suicidal jumps into ponds and swimming down and and going into brian cranston's dungeon lair and uh, talking to a wall brian cranston making the easiest paycheck of his career <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm watching all this and it's like really cool because i'm learning a little bit about the power ranger lore and i'm starting to understand that like there is more to this than just people in costumes like i didn't even know the costumes were inside of them well that's time. i mean that that's something for the movie that's not the show it is not like that really? at all. So the way they have physical costumes that they can put on and off in the show. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, but okay. I, did, but I did like that thing of like the, like you have to have this connection to each other in order to access your powers. Like I thought that was like is an interesting idea. The it magic just was in us the it whole time. took way what too long to happen. Die. Yeah. 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 Billy I mean, dies. Good, guys. It gets you know, dark. It really hammers home. I think the, the, primary message of this movie is the power of teamwork um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean this movie i was surprised you know i was very surprised myself that i found this movie interesting <laughs> i was honestly expecting it to be but you know my experience with the power rangers was having to watch old reruns of it while i was waiting in the pediatrician's office for my kid's appointment <laughs> so you know, it's like being I've I've been forcibly subjected to the extremely cheesy and not in a fun way version of these characters and these stories. And so I was fully prepared to just be enduring this with my teeth gritted the whole time. So I was very pleasantly surprised that I found these characters interesting and engaging i think the actors do a a good job with what they're given Mm -hmm. um and they had me actually almost right up until it's time to save the town yeah they had me and then it just gets boring and then me until the song (laughs) 
Oh no! Okay, as soon look, as go Power Rangers. Go Go Power yeah, Rangers. Yeah, that was bad. No, 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 no! You do not understand that that was the greatest moment ever in the theater. I flipped out for a for a second. I was a kid on Saturday mornings again. Like that was beautiful. And yes, it's totally cheesy, and it's this giant demarcation point in the movie. Uh, but to me, that's I was like, yeah, this is the best. And uh, yeah, and. Yeah, the action in this movie could have really used a lot of work. Um, yes. But I did, yeah, that, that moment when the kids are around the campfire and they're just kind of talking about their lives, I thought was a really great scene. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's some really like good, just interpersonal moments that are, like surprised me gen- genuinely. Uh, and I just wish that the movie could reach that high point at other times, <laughs> but unfortunately it doesn't. Now, one of the high points of the movie for me is learning how the dinosaurs went extinct. And uh, this is clearly <laughs> something else that Nicole pondered as well. Does yeah. Zordon kill the dinosaurs at the beginning of this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, that's, see, this that, is why I immediately and continuously did not like Zordon. That's the extinction I, event. Yep. He caused the extinction of the dinosaurs, well, but he was, and then he's just a crabby jerk for the rest of the movie. I mean, he caused the extinction in order to save the world. You know, there was a reason. Uh, <sighs> they couldn't have done, you know, like lasers or something just to knock out that patch he was standing on. They had to well, they, wipe out the life on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I think he was trying to to kill Rita and all that, too. Uh, and let's, yeah, let's we talk failed. about Rita, though, as well. <laughs> What, what Rita, about? played by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, now, who is just chewing up all the scenery. That she's the one having the most fun here. And to me, she's like the m- most miscast person in this film. Really? Oh, no. She is so great. I think she's great in this movie. She's got some horribly clunky lines to deliver. And oh, she's bad. trying to have fun with them. But, I mean, she's... I think they they actually do a good job. You know, they don't they don't make her too pretty. I mean, she's a very pretty woman naturally, so they ugly her up a little bit with like funky veins and they cover up her eyebrows and distort her face a little bit with prosthetics. Um you know, and she they shoot her like she's this real, you know, villain to be feared, you know, with the artfully slowing it down a little bit, doing dramatic slow motion when she's summoning her monsters and shooting from down low at a steep angle and it makes her look, you know, dangerous and scary and she's she's having a grand old time chewing the scenery and like freaking out the lady in the jewelry store. Apparently she improvised the bit where she starts eating the necklace. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah, would have thought so, I this mean, would have been Elizabeth Banks's time to shine in terms. I of- really enjoyed her well, performance. And in I, this. I, when she walks in with like a staff that has a human jawbone on it, I'm like, this yep. is this is creepy and weird. What is yeah. going on? Uh, yeah, I, there I were some creepy was- bits though that shouldn't have been here. But yeah, go ahead, Brett. Sorry. I think part of it for me was like I came out of watching what was that? Uh, I, I just recently watched it. She's in a film that's a biopic. Of Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, um, love and friendship. No, yeah, love and yeah, something. or love and and something or other. 
whatever. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's a great movie. It's really well done. And she plays a very serious character in it, as she does in a lot of the things that she's in. And I think switching from her performing superbly in a dramatic role to watching her lick that woman behind the register <laughs> uh, was like, I just couldn't get into it. Um, it was so bizarre to me. I, but I do really like Elizabeth Banks, and I, it is fun. I mean, it's not the first time she's done a really weird role. Her entire role in 30 Rock is bizarre. So Oh, she's just, yeah. No, I, I just, I, I liked, because the character of Rita, um, I will now put on my Brett hat. The character of Rita is always, it was very bizarrely done and very comedic in the TV show. Um, giant, giant cone boobs, um, <laughs> which I appreciate them not doing here. Uh, so it was, it was, it was kind of cool to see her as like a sort of intimidating character. But one thing that I wish, uh, Sort of the, the formula of a Power Rangers episode was you always had, you know, you had the introduction of the Rangers, then you had Rita with her newest monster. Uh, the Rangers would fight the monster or just some putties, and then other stuff would happen. Then they'd have the big final showdown. And this movie is like so far in between of action sequences that. I think that they needed something earlier on of the kids, like of Rita calling up some putties or something and like the kids having to like face them down. I think that would have injected this a little bit more into this film. I was just disappointed. Okay. You're using this word that I, what's the putty? Oh, putty were those the rock guys. The, they were the rock guys in this. Yeah. The, oh. the putties, they were just guys in gray suits in the old show. Um, I just, I, I, I didn't like how long this movie is long, uh, how long it took for the, like the confrontation to start happening. It takes Whereas, a while. It really does. I'd have been perfectly happy without it happening. Really. Without it happening at all. <laughs> or just, well, without, they, without the giant monster battle. That's how it always yeah, ended, the though. Battles what lost me at That's that point. I felt ended. like I was watching Transformers. But they're they're when she when works. they bitch slap Rita into space. <laughs> there's something about that. That was okay. I <laughs> like that, really and I like that it echoed. Yeah, yeah, and I like that it echoed that moment at the beginning of the movie where Jason, Jason slapped the bully. Oh, into tension, I love that so much. Which is awesome. Did you just slap <laughs> me? I did. Weird, right? You as Ed Sheeran. Uh, oh, yeah, he does exactly who he looks like, but angstier. Yeah, yeah, he just bitch slaps Ed Sharon, and then he's like, "Weird, isn't it?" And then they have the same line at the end of the movie, and then Billy's like, "That is funny," and that's how the movie basically ends. <laughs> well, not it ends with a brief cameo from two of the original Power Rangers showing was up in really? the street. Yep, two of the people in the end who were like taking pictures was uh, one of them was the original Pink Ranger. And one was the character tease at the end of Tommy Oliver. Who they like mention at the end of the movie and we'll never see because this movie's not getting a sequel. I've come to I accept appreciate, that. I appreciate though that the realism of tragedy in this town. Every single time you push that giant rock gold thing into a building, someone you know it gets killed. What happens at the end of it? Everyone pulls out their phones and takes a video. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, like, pretty that realistic. thought, right? And that's what would happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, man, um, all that really I got destroyed was the Krispy Kreme. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> no! God. The fact, okay, that moment when 
she is interrogating them at the boatyards, and she's like, where is my stone gem thing? Zeo, Zeo Crystal. And he's like, it's in a place called Krispy Kreme. But I love yeah. everybody's reaction of like, Krispy Kreme? <laughs> what? Right, she's like, this must be such an important place to bestow the power of all life inside of it. Oh my god. That was um, a moment where I felt like they were having a little bit of fun with oh my, yeah, freaking oh, Krispy Kreme. Dare I ask, does Krispy Kreme make an appearance prior to this in Power I mean, Rangers? Uh, maybe in a later series, but I don't think it existed in the 90s when I was watching Mighty Morphin as a preschooler. It was probably local to That's the Chicago true, yeah, area wherever, yeah. Midwest. Krispy Kreme in Chicago? I, I, I think it's Midwestern, at least, for origin. Because huh, there, they just started coming out here to New England, so... So is this movie accessible for someone who has never seen Power Rangers? So really myself and Nicole at this point. Yep, I, I will back <laughs> out of this conversation. I, I would... Sorry, go Nicole, ahead. you go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I would say yes to a point. Um, I mean, I made a note that there's this weird dichotomy between the parts of this movie that are kind of, you know, in the the standard mold of adventure, hero fair, you know, where the teens meet, they get their powers, they try to figure out what's going on. And this stuff that's very childish, which I suspect is all direct callbacks to the kids' TV show, you know, like the name of the villain is Rita Repulsa. Yep. You know, you've got the, the Zeo crystal. Yep. Uh, the dis- Goldar is described simply as a huge monster. Well, Goldar himself, <laughs> the name Goldar is from the show. Yeah, and it's but I mean you know it's Goldar because he's made of gold. Eh, he was just he was a he was a golden monkey thing in the show. That would have been but, way cooler. So I like know. there's this like young kid level stuff, and then there's this sort of all ages adventure story, and then there's stuff like the joke about milking the bull. Yeah, and the opening. That, I don't know what that's doing in this movie. Oh yeah, that that feels out of place for everybody, <laughs> especially for that bowl. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for those for those unfamiliar, there's a wake, there's a whack in it joke, and like the opening where a guy milks a movie, bowl, where he milks yes. a male bowl. Um, yeah, yeah. For me. I think the problem I have with this movie is the same problem I have with Prometheus. Um, I am given a taste of like something really cool and extraterrestrial and exciting and has lore behind it. Like I want to know about Brian Cranston, McFace, and Rita, Zorda. and yeah, I want to know about them. I want to, I want to like know why I care that these people are fighting. Like, Zordon is kind of an asshole the whole movie, so how do I not know that maybe Rita's got a point to an extent? Like, I don't have enough to... She was trying to wipe out... She's trying to, you know, take power for herself and be evil and stuff. Yeah, but I but I, that's that's all they give me is like, evil and stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, and I think I'm asking why is she evil? Much what experiences turned her this way? You know, right? And I think I'm asking way too much of this movie, and I will acknowledge that. But I I was more interested in like what is this weird ranger culture, and how did this come to be, and what was her falling out with Zordon, or is this Zordon or Zordon, Zordon. Zordon. 
And I didn't really get any of that. So as a result, I didn't care a lot about the conflict in the movie. And I think that's problematic for someone who has never seen Power Rangers before. But I will say, on the flip side of that, it's dumb enough at times where if you have not seen Power Rangers, not a lot is going over your head. You can understand most of what's going on in this movie. I just wish I had more substance to care about it more. It's it's simple enough. It's very yeah, they yeah. yeah, they they tried to ride this line of like let's make a more serious Power Rangers movie. But also this is a kids property, so how much can we sacrifice that? And I think they they, they don't do a great lot job of writing that line at all. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it's bizarre, but at the same time, I don't know if David or Nicole put this in our docket, oh, but it's I a did. really good teen drama. And I do agree with that. Yeah. 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 There's people you can relate to, I think. And that that's um, what I thought you guys would that's what I thought would resonate with you guys more than any of like the action superhero stuff was that these are really well-crafted characters surprisingly. Yeah, uh, I yeah think- and I like it that the the girl who seemed you know the most like the perfect little cheerleader on the surface had done this really horrible thing which yeah. they don't Again, they don't say explicitly what it is. It's basically she, she sent a, a, a sexting picture. Yeah. 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 She she sent a sexting picture picture of somebody else around yep. school. So again, really heavy for a um Yeah. Kids property. And but I actually do like that part. I actually really do. When the she's... whole thing's creepy. But I thought that was like a that is a thing that a high school girl would do, right? Like, yeah. That is totally a thing well, a high school and... girl would do, and it's apocryphally awful. And I appreciated seeing her arc in that like minute and a half where she realized how shitty of a person she and, was. And, Jay- and Jason um, even like tells her like there's lots of pictures floating around school and, you know, trying to like kind of like assage her guilt. And, he- and she's like, no, like what I did was bad. And that moment of like, I, I was there when they showed her dad. And like, yeah. like really she's feeling the weight of what she did. And yeah, it's, it's, I think that the part where Zach is talking about his mom and you yeah. can, you can tell how much her sickness is weighing on him. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really well done. Also fun fact, the girl that plays Kimberly, the girl that shared the picture is going to be Jasmine in the upcoming live action Aladdin movie. Well, that's exciting. That's kind of cool. Doesn't seem very Middle Eastern. Not very Middle Eastern, though. I guess, yeah. Um, I forget she does have. Is she there, um, of Indian descent? Uh, yes, she. Uh, I'm was trying to look it up real quick. Um, but yeah, there was definitely some contention right. of. of yeah, There's she a is a Nicole where her mother. Her mother is Uganda-born. Like, it'll pass. Uganda-born right. Indian who immigrated to England at a young age. All right. Okay. Oh, I'll Slow give it steady. a pass. Slow and steady. So they really um, are all different colors. Yeah. Can we just hire um what is the what is that glorious man from Bang Bang? Oh. Rithik <laughs> Roshan? Have him yeah, be can Jasmine? He be Does oh. he speak English? Can he be Aladdin? No, the guy that's playing Aladdin. English in Bang Bang. Yes, he speaks English perfectly well. Oh, then perfect. I think he should be. In fact, just recast the two mains from Bang Bang into Aladdin. He's a little old for her. He's my age. 
Yeah, she maybe. 20, I don't know. She was 24 when they shot Power Rangers. He's I like just, 45. No, no, I'm saying look, both the mains. We right. the woman from Bang Oh, Bang oh. Too. I, uh, I got to say, though, this movie did keep the grand tradition because in reality, she is over 18, not in this movie, they're supposed to be ambiguous teenagers, but this movie kept the great tradition of uh, me having a giant crush on the Pink Power Ranger. So <laughs> that is that is That's that okay. that TV <laughs> show also turned the me tradition into a of hiring people that are way older than the people they are portraying. Oh yes, yeah. I was very comforted about my my own crush on the Black Ranger because he was thirty when they shot this movie. Was he thirty? I didn't oh, realize he was God. that old. Wow. Wow. So. Ludi well, Lamb is some, 30. So. What is that football show? Friday Night Lights? Friday Night Lights. That's some Friday Night Lights stuff right there. Like <laughs> yeah. 34-year-olds playing 15-year-olds. The, the, show, right. the show Glee, uh, the main guy Finn and the teacher were the same age when the show started. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that, in, this, okay. in this one, the youngest cast member was Becky G., yeah. Who is twenty? She plays the Yellow Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually some sort of YouTube celebrity. That's where she was. Discovered. And like musician. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know her. And the next so, Power Rangers movie, Logan Paul is the Green Power Ranger. Is there a green one? Yeah, there. Yeah. There. That was the character um, hinted to at the end, Tommy Oliver, who was uh, in the. It was the only time that Power Rangers had a cohesive story. Was for five episodes. Rita had her own Ranger, the Green Ranger that fought them and and was beat besting them at every turn and he eventually became one of them huh okay i i think there's some cool stuff in power rangers i feel like if i was to delve into it in some capacity i would be it's pretty it's pretty cheesy and ridiculous it sounds pretty cheesy and ridiculous have 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 kids and make them watch it yeah other things that are ridiculous though are getting detention and being sent to the breakfast club for bringing a bowl into the locker room generic uh, high school that's job. more of a suspension offense if you ask that really i, know, I don't know okay but no but let's talk about this not only he, is it sent to detention he gets an anklet uh well that was for running from the cops and you know wrecking some cars oh yeah that's fair he does completely total a cop car so. i really right. that's well, that i like that sequence that's shot entirely from his car it's really well shot yes. that's really one of my well immediate shot. thoughts of it is that it keeps having this rotating camera in the back seat of the car yeah so it'll like rotate and you'll see all the cop cars like in a flurry behind him and then it'll like swip like like sweep back to him and it's really well done right yeah, and it tumbles surprising. when he rolls the truck yeah right yeah it's yeah. I mean, I, I points to to how this movie is shot. I mean, it's it's inventive sometimes, and it's very clear what's going on for the most part. And there's only some of that coming in too close once they have the costumes on, so that you can't tell which one's the stunt person and which one's the actual actor. Yeah. Um, right. So I mean, although from what I understand, they did. They did train very hard, but there are bits where their faces are covered with the masks that I don't think are them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that was a, wasn't that a conceit of the show, David, so that they could make it international? Like uh, all the martial arts stuff well, was shot with the masks on and w- then you could put in yeah. you know, your own voices for your country. <laughs> yeah. So the show had actually been running for a number of years before Saban even bought like the distribution rights. 
Um, and then they created their own show where, yeah, they, they used the footage and then dubbed it over. And they, they would have sequences where they're fighting outside of the suits, but it was much more like comical fighting um, until the show gained popularity and they actually got money. Uh, and they actually paid because they only each season of Power Rangers, just one season on and done. And that's what they do too with like now it's you know they do the one season but for a while they were keeping that same mighty morphin power rangers going longer than the show did that they had to pay a bunch of extra money to get extra footage made by the the japanese uh crew that makes super sentai so they could keep making episodes i thought it was super cyan nope super sentai okay yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but uh, you know, outside of that, it was it was well shot. There was some. There was one shot that I thought was beautiful. That's actually a, a callback to another movie I've seen. There's a a scene where they're diving through the water, and Billy starts yep. reaching through this. Water oh yeah, ball. that's a cool scene. And that's that's a shot that I've seen before. I've seen something very like it. It's in uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness, where somebody actually goes on the other side of a mirror Hmm. and you see them reaching back toward our world, toward, you know, toward the surface of the mirror. And you can if you stop and think about it, it's pretty clear that it was shot from underwater, but it's it's an absolutely gorgeous look and I suspect that the uh, camera person had seen that film. Hmm. Similarly, the shot when they bring dead Billy through the water, that was beautifully shot too. Um, Yeah. When they're carrying his body. Yeah. Like the 10 seconds that it focuses on them in the water with him before they drag him into Zordon's lair. Yeah. This, Uh, this movie has just these varying moments of like, Oh, this is, good and then oh, like oh this, this is so not... saddening to me because the thing for me as someone who had never seen power rangers i knew they wouldn't just kill him right because you can't just like kill one of the power rangers and i get oh, yeah, that there's there's no way i thought that he was permanently dead i knew no, he was but, coming but i thought he was gonna like start coughing up water within a minute or two of them pumping on him and being like oh, oh billy but no they like go on a whole like exodus to wherever with with Zordon's, you know, bungalow down below, and and like, what I'm saying is, it took them a really long time to get him alive again. Yeah, yeah, and of course, we as as like the audience know, like, oh, well, you know, he's not dead, but they did a really good job of having it feel like it had weight to the characters in the movie. They weren't like flippant about it, where like you kind and they set up this whole thing where Zordon wants to come back, so it's like what's going to happen when that option is there? And then he makes the choice that like Billy come back through and it's, it's a really nice little moment. Warms your, warms your alien heart. It warms your heart. And Billy just casually drops reference of the afterlife. And you're like, Whoa, where did Billy go for? Yeah. For what, did you, minutes? what did you see Billy? Yeah. He's like, I saw my dad and everyone like no one flinches. I'm like, I want to read Billy's, you know, 10 minutes in heaven novel. I want to know what happened. <laughs> so, uh. But uh, I love Billy. I think Billy is the most endearing character to me. Um, I love when they're like, why were you even in detention? I blew, I blew up my, my locker, yeah. Or built my lunchbox. My lunchbox, yeah. I, I think he's a, a wonderful little character. I just adore Billy. Um, as we begin to wrap down this discussion, is there anything else we'd like to speak about with the Power Rangers? 
<sighs> well, I mean, first of all, just real quick, you know, I, I love Billy and I adore Billy and he's a great character, but I just, I don't want to infantilize him. No. You know, but because he's got autism and he doesn't understand. Oh, God, no. No, and, no I just think his character is endearingly he's, written. He's yeah. the smartest character yeah. in Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. and that's, he puts up the Faraday cage around the anklet. Like, yeah. That's why right. I love his character. And, that, and that's... I can relate to him. You know, I, I, I don't have autism, and that's not why I... And obviously, I can't relate to him through that. But I can relate to him by being, like, the socially awkward nerd in high school, right? Which he also right. is. And, and that's I do why like, he was so endearing to me. Yeah, and I, d- I do like the the nuance is that he's not a he he doesn't have all of the stereotypical traits, or rather, he's got part of the normal range of traits yeah. of people who are on the spectrum. Um, and because you know, I know I know several people on the spectrum, and they it's not true that everyone that's on the autism spectral spectrum doesn't like to be touched mm-hmm. you know he's he's okay with getting hugged he's not freaking out about it he's not you know like violently pushing him away he's he's just tolerates it and he's like are you are you done touching me now yeah <laughs> yeah they so. and, and no one no one ever you know, they they might have to give him like a little extra push every now and then, but like no one ever treats him like, um, you know, like he's like he's different. No one ever treats him like, oh, well, we need to like make sure we take care of him. It is, you know, every once in a while in order to jump over. No, they don't baby him. Yeah. Or, or to jump over the ledge, he might need a little bit of extra encouragement. Um, and you, you can tell that Jason does have a fondness for him where he wants to kind of make sure he's okay, but it's not to the point of like, okay, go sit in the corner with a juice box. The adults are talking, you know, they, they, <laughs> he is treated as an equal member of the team. I would, I would go as far to argue he's the most useful member of the team in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, and that's a call too. like his a football field. Yeah. His character also in the show, Billy was always the smart one. Yeah. Very cool. So, well, uh, but he just doesn't have the leadership skills that Jason has. Right. He was he was always just a stere- you know, aside from like the the stereotypes of you have to have the certain races, there was also always like the certain you know, Billy was the nerdy kid with glasses and there was the you know, the jock kid and the cool girl and stuff like that. Right. That's Very why prevalent. I said Breakfast Club. It is it is it every is, click that is in high school right. amalgamated together into an unlikely band of friends. Yeah, it's it's a little bit <laughs> Breakfast Club meets Chronicle. I would okay. <laughs> I would say if you're looking for something that that's, that's going to be my my tagline for the movie. If you guys if they want to put that on the box. Well, yeah, actually that the or um, every van is that kind of van. Every van is that kind yeah. of van. <laughs> the the director um I looked up the director, and it's Dean, Dean Israelite, Israelite. Uh, who continues the proud tradition of white guys who make one modestly successful indie movie getting handed a massive potential franchise. Um, so he did, uh, Dean Israelite did Project Almanac mm-hmm. rather than Chronicle, but it's again, in, in it's a bunch of young of people yeah. having this adventure and trying to deal with a. a an extraordinary crisis. Yeah. So it's very, yeah, very really hot quick, right now. Uh, another scene I do want to mention, cause I, we haven't talked about it. 
Let's talk a little bit about Jason being like, none of us can get into our Power Rangers costumes. Let's just grab, like, tire irons <laughs> and chains to go fight this evil extraterrestrial space monster lady. <laughs> it's a great plan. I don't, I don't see the problem scene? here. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make do with what you got. Yeah, they're oh my no, but like I'm watching Billy like grab these chains out of like a junkyard, and I'm like, oh my god, this yeah. is like turning into like Goodfellas, like we had previously seen. Well, like, I was Billy's probably thinking I could probably him. use this to make something. Yeah, there's was he though, or was he just like I'm gonna attack her with chains? Well, I, I kind of like that desperation of or like Zordon's really not being that helpful. We're, you know, this isn't going great for us. Like, let's, you know, let's be reckless teenagers and (laughs) run headfirst into the problem. And that'll probably work itself out until... We've been training for 10 days. It'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Bill Hader and a tiny robot has been teaching us. It's fine. I know. I love Bill Hader and a tiny robot. It's like one of my favorite parts of this movie. That redeems so much of what I dislike about this movie because it's such a great performance. When they announced that he was going to be Alpha 5, everybody was like, yeah, that's great. Perfect. Yay. Yeah, it totally works. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, I think that's going to do it for Power Rangers this week. That was a new to two. Uh, You know what? I saw it. It happened. I don't know if I'm glad I saw it. Nicole, what did you take away from seeing this for the very first time? Uh, I... I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I think I'd be, I'd have been totally happy with it if when they go off to fight the monster, I'd turn the TV off. Um, <laughs> and that, that that movie up to that point, I'd have been like, yeah, it was a good, that was a good adventure story and teen movie. And that was, that was cool. And the bull joke was a little weird. And there was a gratuitous shirtless scene for no reason. But Was it though? <laughs> I don't know. I think it reminded me too much of, um, I want to say Dacre is his first name. I have no I idea Dacre, how to pronounce Dacre, his Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Um, it reminded me a little me- too much of his bit in uh, the second season of Stranger Things. Where he's just where he's weightlifting shirtless. Yeah, yeah he's weightlifting shirtless yeah. and like trying to seduce the next door neighbor's mom. And- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, are, those are some of the best scenes of Stranger Things season two. Well, yes, yes, but, you know, I could have, I'm not sure what those were doing there, but I can overlook them if they're not, if it's not trying to be a kid's movie also, you know, for like young kids, I can overlook Mm -hmm. that. So, you know, I I wish it had picked a tone and and run with it Mm -hmm. um, and been able to ride that line a little bit better. But, you know, it was good performances from everyone. Uh, both Dacre Montgomery and Ludie Lynn have incredibly good American accents, despite both being uh, Ludie Lynn was educated in Australia uh, mm. and Dacre Montgomery is from Australia. Um, so, you know, everybody, I think, did a good job with what they had. Uh, you, Becky G did OK. She didn't have a lot to say. <laughs> But she had a lot of physical acting to do, and I think she did a good job. Um, so, and I, I enjoyed Elizabeth Banks in this a lot. You know, I've, I'm fond of her comedic performances. I've, I really liked her in Zack and Miri Make a Porno. Oh, yeah. Um, she is great in that, and I think she's having a great time here, and she's a lot of fun. 
Um, I like why is Brian Cranston here? I think Money. it's just because they he was in the old series and they could get him and and I think I mean you know, this was all I mean you know it's a year ago but but Breaking Bad wasn't that far behind of ending he was still a real hot right. commodity so I'm so I'm babbling a little but it's it was good it was it was good I would say it was good I enjoyed I enjoyed the majority of it right on very good yeah well I you know what this has been a uh questionably uh good for other viewers as well uh and uh next week's video i'm gonna call it a video because i don't even know if it's really a movie at this point yeah is clown uh it's netflix roulette next week that means myself david and nicole all spun a netflix roulette generator to pick a random film on netflix and then we pick from the three that we receive uh and believe me you know we had weird things pop out when we got 2014's clown which stars uh a father wearing a cursed clown costume oh, and calling himself frowny the clown as he kills people so join us for clown uh <laughs> nicole davis where can people find you online People can find me curating our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviegaroundpodcast. Uh, I also curate our page from our previous show, Geek Cinema Society. And you can find me on Twitter uh, under the name at yourwordwiz. And that's Y-O-U-R-W-O-R-D-W-H-I-Z. Very good. And what about you, David? Where can people find you online? Uh, of course, always the Heck Yeah Comics podcast, heckyeahcomics.com, and the Movie Go Around podcast, and around the internet under the username DavLuz. That is D-A-V-L-U-Z. So Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, find me there. And my name's Brett Stewart. Find me on brettdavisstewart.com, on Twitter, at RiversRuben. You can rate us over on iTunes and Stitcher. It's great if you rate us. Let us know what you think of the program there. And you can email us as well, moviegoround at tiltingwindmillstudios.com. We would love to hear from you. And if you want to interact with us on Facebook, as Nicole said, facebook.com slash moviegoroundpodcast, or Twitter at moviegoroundpod. We would love to hear from you. That'll do it for us. We will be back next week suffering 2014's clown we'll see you then 